Hey, hockey fans, Erica Lindsay Ayala coming to you on a Thursday. And for this episode of Locked on Kraken, we're going to talk roster questions ahead of today's morning skate. I'm sure Dave Haxton will hit on some of these. We're also going to talk to a fan, or I'll take you back to my conversation um, with a fan that was in New Jersey and how he and his family ended up at a cracking game in New Jersey. And then finally, we'll get some updates around Climate Pledge Arena. All that and more coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Thank you for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. On this episode of Locked on Kraken, I'm going to take you through a few things at the time of this recording. Uh, The Seattle Kraken have not hit the ice for morning skate. They had yesterday, Wednesday off. I told you a little bit about that yesterday. But first, before we get into that, um, I want to take you to an interview that I did with a fan, a Seattle Kraken fan that I saw outside of the Prudential Center. I think one of my favorite stories coming into covering the Seattle Kraken is just how widespread the support for the Seattle Kraken and this team, this franchise, the players, is. As I arrived to Prudential Center on Tuesday, I noticed a family decked out in Seattle Kraken gear, so I absolutely had to talk talk to them, excuse me. Turned out it was Daniel Lord, a native of Seattle, moved out to the New Jersey area four years ago, and said didn't consider himself a a big hockey fan, not a big NHL fan, but has continued to support his Seattle teams when uh, or while raising his family in New Jersey. So I'm sorry, Daniel, if you're listening to the podcast. I couldn't get it on the podcast yesterday. And then the audio, uh, you know, and this is totally on me, but the audio, you know, didn't come out as great as I would like. So I'm going to, I'm going to recap and summarize our conversation. But Daniel uh, moved to the New Jersey area about four years ago, has four sons, said uh, his youngest is the one that is into hockey uh, or into sports, Seattle sports, Um, not, you know, and not just the local sports teams that they're, you know, and all their friends are rooting for. So Daniel and his Seattle-loving son, as well as his wife, were there at the game. They took a little bit of time to talk to me for Locked on Kraken, and as soon as they knew there was going to be an NHL team, um, as soon as they knew that the Seattle Kraken had put out their schedule, they tried to get tickets, And they were able to make it for the Seattle Kraken's first game against the New Jersey Devils and what was their last game of this long road trip. So thank you so much to Daniel. What I will say before we move on, we're going to talk about some roster questions that I have for the Seattle Kraken. But before we move on, so the Prudential Center, for anyone who's never been to a Devils game, they oftentimes have a segment and they use the um, Curb Your Enthusiasm music, for those who know. Uh, they, <laughs> they find fans in the stands that are either wearing the jersey of the opponent or just random hockey jerseys, and they call them out using the Curb Your Enthusiasm music. So the 
feature for <laughs> the Curb Your Enthusiasm music on Tuesday was bandwagon fans. And actually, Daniel was one of the people they put up on the Jumbotron, which I was like, hey, hey, I know the story. I know why he's a Seattle Kraken fan. So I just thought that was a, a funny thing to do. Um, but anyway, thank you so much to Daniel. I'm sorry I didn't get that in yesterday's episode recapping the Devils game, but wanted to get that in. Okay, let's go back to the team for a moment. So I had been talking for a while. I had been talking about um, who was going to get the start at the back end of this five-game road trip, assuming that eventually the Seattle Kraken were going to want to give Philip Grubauer some rest because assuming that Philip Grubauer, of course, was going to start the home game, the first ever home game, the home opener at Climate Pledge Arena. So what would that mean for, um, you know, Chris Drieger? Unfortunately, Chris Drieger suffered an injury and did not play in the cracking game against the New Jersey Devils. In his stead, we got Joey Decord, who came to the Seattle Kraken um, at, for this game, was called up from the Charlotte Checkers, but... Um, came from the senators and there's a great po uh, great interview that joey gave over for locked on sends i'll leave the link in the show notes for you but joey decord got the start and made 23 of 26 saves um he faced 32 total shots and saved 29 for a save percentage of 906 I think Joey gave a really good performance. I know the Senators podcast was really high on Joey Decord. Um, for those who follow on social media, and again, I mentioned this at the end of yesterday's episode, but if you're not following on social media, please make sure you do that. Next week's episodes are all going to be um, pre-recorded, so any updates that we get about the Seattle Crack and the rosters, game notes, all of that stuff is going to happen on social media because I will be moving to Tulsa. So anyway, uh, that's a little bit of a an update for you. Wanted to remind you. Anyway, but if you follow on social media for for opening day of training camp, Joey Decord have this great video of Joey calling over a young fan and tossing over a puck. I hear good things about Joey. Have not been able to speak to him myself personally, but all things point to Joey being a good person. Um, and someone I'm looking forward to talking to. What I will say is that Joey did not start the season um, with the Seattle Kraken, but played with the Charlotte Checkers. And remember, we had Tara Black from the Charlotte Checkers on the podcast, a two-parter. In the second part, she talked a lot about the first black man in the National Hockey League, the one, the only, Willie O'Ree. But... I want to take you back to, um, he, uh, so this is an article over at, uh, Charlotte checkers or gochuckers.com. This is an article over at gochuckers.com. And I love it because you can see Joey's mask. Also, if you haven't watched the episode with locked on sense, he showed a little bit of this mask on that. So go check that out. Anyway, 
Um, the the headline is Checkers earn first win behind Decord's strong performance. Much like the Seattle Kraken, the Charlotte Checkers started their season on the road. It was a 4-1 victory and some notes of Decord's performance made 26 saves on 27 shots faced. So Joey, I thought Joey did a great job. Um, but again, what, what do I know? I mean, I know a lot, but I was able to ask Dave Haxtell about Joey's performance after the game in New Jersey. I know I mentioned this on yesterday's episode, but I want you to hear from Dave Haxtell. Here's what he had to say about Joey Decord. Joey, Joey was outstanding tonight. He, you know, he made some huge saves for us at, you know, at, at, you know, it's not always just about big saves. It's about when you make them. And, uh, and Joey gave us, you know, he gave us both. He gave us big saves and he gave them to us at the right time. I, I really like that Dave said that, you know, making the right saves at the right time. And that's that's kind of what I saw. Joey, there's uh, of the three goals that he let in, because the fourth goal for the New Jersey Devils, again, that was a 4-2 loss on Tuesday night against the New Jersey Devils at the Prudential Center. But... Two of those goals were backdoor goals where Joey had to front the had to front the the rush and was left hanging, quite honestly, by the defense. The second the second goal that I remember, Joey um it wasn't even like a, a juicy rebound. Some people will call like a juicy rebound one that like just catapults off the pads. It wasn't one of those. I don't think that rebound control was so much of an issue, but when you get when you have a team that gets in close on your goalie, it makes it harder for the goalie to control the rebounds. I was actually talking about this last night on the Everett Public Library live stream that we did, Kraken 101. So thanks for anyone who came to that. But um Joey was getting they were really cuffing Joey. And um, the second goal was a rebound. Joey made the initial save. It was a rebound that caromed off to the side. And there was a defender there. They just didn't pick up the body in front of net. So that is not something that's unique to Joey's performance. I've seen that a few times when Grubauer was in net, when Drieger was in net. So that's something that the Seattle Kraken are going to have to clean up. So I just wanted to give a little shine to Joey Decord, but what does this mean now? We're we're being told that um, we're being told that Chris Drieger had an injury. That's what we heard from Dave Haxel. Matter of fact, let me play that clip for you because I don't think I played it yesterday. I know I tweeted about it, but here's the clip of Dave talking about the the roster, um, but particularly talking about Chris Drieger. What happened with Chris last night, Drieger? Um, are you asking specifics? He, yeah, yeah, was there injuries or something? That yes, it was. Uh, yeah, no, it was something that uh, that occurred during the game, uh, and he's you know so he's uh, he's day to day right now. So then, what will the plan be? Is it uh, Joey Decord will go in now tonight? So with Decord making the start it makes me wonder it, it making the start in new jersey it makes me wonder if he's going to stay with the team in the home opener i'm not expecting joey decord to start on saturday in seattle but if chris drieger is hurt they might need joey decord to step up 
and be the second goaltender on the bench. And then that would mean that, um, you know, Drieger, of course, is not dressing. We don't know. Uh, I haven't heard. And again, this podcast is being recorded prior to morning skate. But yesterday, the Charlotte Checkers announced that they recalled goaltender Antoine Bibo from the ECHL's Allen Americans. So Bibo is a part of um, the Seattle Kraken, you know, prospects and a, a part of their their team here. Um, and in this, so this is yesterday. Again, haven't heard anything from the Seattle Kraken, but um, Bibo, who is on an NHL contract with Seattle, rejoins the Checkers after being assigned to Allen. Again, that's the Allen Americans, which is the ECHL ECHL affiliate of the Seattle Kraken, and um, this is in in uh, Texas. So, um, and then it says here. Joey Decord remains in the NHL with Seattle. So, again, haven't heard it from the Kraken, haven't gotten to morning skate, but per the Charlotte Checkers, it's going to be Bibbo with the Checkers, which means Joey Decord will be with the Seattle Kraken on Saturday and for the foreseeable future. We'll find out if at morning skate today or morning skate tomorrow we get an update from Dave Haxtell. Not expecting much. Not expecting Dave to give us much, but that's fine. But coming up next on Locked on Kraken, I want to talk about Climate Pledge Arena. We're getting ready for Saturday, folks. I hope you're excited. I know I talked earlier in the week about not wondering if it's if everything's going to be ready. Like, what's going on there? But there were a few more... Um, visits and tours to Climate Pledge Arena and ESPN's Emily Kaplan. Emily Kaplan did uh, a series of video shorts for ESPN to get you ready for Climate Pledge Arena and all that you can expect. So that's coming up next on Locked on Kraken. But right now I want to tell you about betonline.ag. Football's in full swing. The NBA started this week and bet online remains the number one spot for all basketball and football action this season you can head to the new website use your tablet your mobile device your desktop whatever you got and sign up today and you will receive a 50 percent five zero percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code locked on from basketball to football and of course hockey we've talked about the bet online odds for the seattle kraken Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Kraken fans, as always, I want to thank you for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. In the first segment, we talked to Superfan. In New Jersey, Seattle Kraken superfan in New Jersey also talked about Joey Decord, who will remain with the Seattle Kraken for the road trip. And um, we'll have to figure out what that means for Chris Drieger. But now I want to talk about Climate Pledge Arena. I had a little, I had some concerns, wasn't sure it was going to be ready. But I've seen on social media that Seattle media, so I saw Andy Ide from NHL to Seattle, we saw Marissa and Jemmy from, of course, the Seattle Times taking a tour. The locker room looks sick. 
so excited. And you might have seen on social media, but they elevated the logo of the team to the ceiling. For those who may not know, and I personally don't fully understand it, but it is considered extremely disrespectful to step on the crest when you're in the locker room. So guys kind of walk around it, but the crest is always in the middle of the room. Um, so they got rid of that problem. And the Seattle Kraken, the big S, is at the, is on the ceiling. Um, everything looks really cool. I have a little bit of FOMO that I wasn't able to check out the locker room. I haven't been to Climate Pledge Arena, at least not inside. So, And I won't be at the home opener. So y'all have to send videos over to at Locked on Kraken. Send videos. Send us, you know, your pictures. I'd love to see them. But um, Climate Pledge Arena. So here are some things, and I'm going to link this. Uh, the story or the reporting that Emily Kaplan did, but some things I did not personally pick up about climate pledge it. Like I knew it was zero net carbon, carbon emissions in the next handful of years. I knew it was going to be plastic free. I did not remember. I, I, I think I did know this, but I did not remember um, before watching this reporting by Emily Kaplan that the Seattle or climate pledge arena is going to, collect rainwater, filter it, and then that's what they're using to resurface the ice for the Seattle Kraken. I think that's pretty cool. I think that's super cool. They've got electric Zambonis. I know there's a lot, there's like a subculture of hockey that's super into ice resurfacers and, and Zamboni content. I just don't happen to be one of those people, but I love that you love it. And so these are electric Zambonis, not gas. Everything on the concourse will be cooked with electric as, as opposed to gas. Um, so these are all ways that Climate Pledge Arena and um, that Climate Pledge Arena is going to practice what they preach. So... I thought it was pretty cool. Again, I'm going to link to that story about Climate Pledge Arena. It does look like it's ready. And then tomorrow, I guess, they have cold play that's opening up. Another thing I want to say about the arena uh, before we move on to some other things. The other thing I want to say about the arena is that um, they have this massive underground tunnel system that starts like a block out from Climate Pledge Arena. And the whole purpose of that is so that they can have multiple loading trucks for concerts, for teams, come in and out. And um, they can load and unload and set up and break down concerts and everything super quick. Um, I did not really think about how long it might take to change up some of that stuff. But in seeing, it was actually a video, and I guess Root Sport did it. Root Sports, excuse me, put out the promo because I saw it in Arena. I was either at Everett, I think I was at Everett, and they were showing the process of digging this tunnel. There was an engineer that had just graduated from college, and uh, they're like, oh, what project are you working on? He, he's like, oh, you know, climate pledge arena, no big deal. And they're like, whoa, that's massive. And he's like, ah, no, it'll be fine. And then he got to the site, and they're like, yeah, we're going to build this massive tunnel underground, and we have this, you know, 4 million ton or whatever um, historic roof and historic windows that we have to preserve. And he was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> um, 
that's my interpretation. I don't think that's a direct quote, just to be clear. So I, I think it's pretty cool. Everything, the care that has been done for Climate Pledge Arena, and there have definitely been hurdles and hiccups, I'm sure, that they would have wanted to be a little bit closer to done. I think there might still be some back-of-house things. I mentioned that earlier in the week at Kraken Community Iceplex. There's certainly some back-of-house things that are not fully ready. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some of that for Climate Pledge Arena as well. Um, But... Yeah, I just think it's it hasn't been at the top of my mind how big of a feat that is. And so it was kind of cool through Emily Kaplan's reporting, through seeing people on social media um, to be reminded of that, yes, while we're getting a team together, while we're going through the expansion draft, while we're... Um, doing all of these things that there's also this other massive undertaking that is integral to the Seattle Kraken and their team. So the team will be skating at Climate Pledge Arena the next two days and will have their morning skate ahead of Saturday's game at Climate Pledge Arena on ice that was created from siphoned rainwater, which in Seattle, at least that's what they tell us, is... um, in good supply. Coming up next on Locked on Kraken, I want to take you to an impromptu Goodreads. Uh, This is not an official Goodreads episode. I usually do a full episode. I have featured Ryan S. Clark and his work before, but I think fans would really enjoy taking a look into the five-game road trip through the eyes of some of the people that weren't even there. That's coming up next on Locked on Kraken. Right now, I want to tell you, though, about rockauto.com. You know it. You love it. I talk about it all the time as my favorite family-owned business, although I don't have a vehicle at this very moment. I promise you that once I get back to driving, when I'm in Tulsa, I am going to use Rock Auto for any of my auto parts needs. I'll be in a new place. Being in New York, I have people that have been mechanics For my family members, I know them, I trust them, they know my vehicle. That won't be the case when I'm somewhere else. So for the meantime, in between time, I'm going to go to a place that I trust, that I know has reliably low prices, and that will be rockauto.com. All I'll need to do is check their catalog, their online catalog that's been serving auto parts customers for over 20 years. I just check out the catalog, pick what I need, everything from... um, air filters to brake parts to new carpet I can find it right at rockauto.com and uh, have it delivered right to me instead of having to worry about quite honestly as I'm making a new move getting to know new people and making sure they know my car and all of that good stuff so when you head to rockauto.com and they can help you out with anything that you need for your vehicle make sure you type in Locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. RockAuto.com has amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Going to close out the show talking about Ryan S. Clark. I got to see Ryan in New Jersey. Ryan was on the entire leg with the Seattle Kraken and it was good to see him. I could tell that it had been a long trip for him, but hopefully worth it because 
Behind the scenes of this Kraken's first road trip, private jets, fashion emergencies, and group texts. I've said it before, but Ryan has this way, or whomever made the headline has this way of being very dramatic. I get, you know, Ben Fong Torres from Almost Famous vibes of, I'm on an airplane with Stillwater, and we're all gonna die. Uh, it's one of my favorite lines. I might have botched it, but it's something like that. Anyway, I'm not going to obviously read this to you, but you should check it out. Highly recommend The Athletic. Yes, I am a contributor on the women's basketball side occasionally in hockey, but that's not why. It's because you get good stuff like this. Everything from, so we've talked about this, five players got put into COVID protocol right before the team was leaving for Las Vegas for their first ever NHL hockey game. That counts. First regular season game. And um, Ryan talks to some of the players, Jamie Alexiak, about when they found out that they had to go into COVID protocol when they tested positive. I mentioned on the podcast that Everett Fitzhugh, also in COVID protocol, he has yet to make his radio debut, regular season radio debut. That is in here. What I didn't know is that on the PR side of things, I noticed that it was uh, Lindsey Brown who was traveling with the team, but I just assumed, hey, you know, PR people, they'll probably... Um, take turns you know but Lindsey Brown was actually headed to Vegas for that game as a fan packed like she was going to be hanging out with friends and then things changed what the Seattle Kraken had to go through you know hours before that first game on this road trip and Mark Giordano said it the other day it, is it an excuse? I don't see it as an excuse. I do see it, though, as additional context. It would be hard to perform at your peak knowing that this is a team that hasn't had a lot of time to build chemistry and then have five of your players out of the lineup prior to your first regular season start. Is it an excuse? No. Does it give context? Yeah. Heck yeah, it gives, it gives us some context. There's still things that the Seattle Kraken have to work on, but given that they were able to keep these games, except for that one in Philly, pretty close, all things considered, I think that gives me some hope. Now it's a matter of have they been fatigued too much? Sometimes you can, you know, you... you have grit and you're working through something but if you get used to always having to overcome sometimes you can slide and so I hope that's not the case for the Seattle Kraken uh, that's why yesterday's episode just hold on we're going home the guys got to sleep in their own beds they had the day off they'll be on their home ice checking out the boards checking out their new digs the locker room and uh, hopefully everything will start to click for the Kraken. So must win. I say no, but I, I want to see improvements. I want to see them clean up on the defensive end in particular. Tomorrow on Locked on Kraken, 
I hope to go over whatever we get from the players and head coach Dave Haxtell after today's morning skate. Um, depending on what we get, I might wait until tomorrow's morning skate just to get a, a, a more full picture of what's happening because Saturday is the big day, folks. Yes, the opener against Vegas was massive and technically the first game for the franchise. But as Yanni Gord said yesterday, or Tuesday, excuse me, and I, I put this on social media, he's had Saturday's date circled in his calendar for a really long time. And I know a lot of you have as well. I hope you enjoy. I mean, we'll be back tomorrow, but I hope you enjoy. Really take the moment to enjoy this and to... Just relish in all of the newness. The hockey stuff will work its way out, work itself out. And I will continue to be firm uh, you know, warm and truthful. I think that's also a almost famous thing. I'll be warm and truthful when it comes to reporting on this team, knowing that there are some things that they're going through that other teams aren't in the same way. Um, unfortunately, COVID and players coming in and out is going to be a thing that we see in the NHL yet again this season. But that's where we're at, and we work with what we got. So tomorrow, we'll we'll see where we're at with some of the updates for morning skate. Get you ready for Saturday's game. Also, give you a little bit about what we know from Vancouver at this point in the regular season. And then that should do it. Monday's show is my last show recording from New York. You'll get, as I mentioned yesterday, you'll get a handful of episodes, including conversations with Sharon Williams and Blake Bolden as part of next week's coverage. If you want reactions, updates from the games, my analysis from the games, make sure you follow Locked on Kraken on social media. That's at Locked on Kraken and subscribe on YouTube. Because some of those short videos, you know, less than the 30-minute podcasts that we usually do, episodes that we usually do, all of that, anything on video, I'm going to archive on our YouTube channel. So make sure not only that you subscribe, but you hit the notifications so you know when we have a new video uploaded. But for now, hold fast, stay true. Thank you for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day and I'll catch you tomorrow. And since you made Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day, make sure now you go over and check out Locked on Fantasy Hockey as your second listen of the day. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy hockey league. It's just like everything else on the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available on all platforms.